In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Time now for In the Lab with me, Drew Doherty, and the placid, serene, never ruffled, just having a great day, John Harris. How you doing, buddy? Having a great day, man. I'm serene. I need to implore all our listeners, all the people watching this, to join me and give John a big virtual hug. He's having a tough morning with Wi-Fi connectivity. Oh, uh, my gosh. We're going to soldier through it. We're going to be all right. We're going to try and talk about our Texans. It was a tough one on Sunday. It was one of those UGLY, you ain't got no alibi games. (laughs) And that happens. That's all right. You're going to have one of those. It's not all right, but uh, you're going to have those. It's not much fun. Um, As an aside... We have a six-month-old, my wife and I, and her name's Lucy. And so we do the L-U-C-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You're Lucy. You're Lucy. My kids love that. The other, they're yeah. a bit older siblings, and so they they sing it now. Anyways, let's get ready. Let's let's flush that one and let's talk about what's coming to town in the New England mm-hmm. Patriots. This is a really weird setup. If you think about it, it still seems weird that Tom Brady's not there, even though he won there yeah. last year. You saw Cam Newton last year. You got a rookie quarterback. So on the on the surface, you're like, let's go, rookie quarterback. This rookie quarterbacks look pretty darn good. And um, it's almost like, how is he looking this good, knowing what's around him and mm-hmm. and all that? But last year you saw Cam Newton. And when you think about Cam Newton with the Patriots last season, you don't really have too much good to say. But if you look at the stat line for him in that game, he was really impressive. I really mean, good. Quarterback rating over 100, didn't turn the ball over, had a touchdown pass. I mean, he completed, I think, 75% of his passes, yet the Texans won that game, and they weren't really, really challenged ultimately. I mean, they kind of – it was like a light challenge there at the end, but let's talk about what is coming to town with the Mac. What do you think about what you've seen from him, and how can the Texans exploit or attack what he's done to maybe get this team a W and get back in the win column? First of all, it's really, really weird because one of my best friends in high school, his name was Mac Jones, <laughs> and he ended up playing baseball at Baylor. And so we had, we had a, a little reunion of our high school, you know, kind of friends class. We got together about 12 to 15 guys last year, probably. It was before one of the home games. I think it may have been the indie home game. We're all playing golf. And so um, I wasn't playing because I had just had my back surgery. So I was just kind of sniping everybody and, and I kept joking with like, hey, Mac, you can win the Heisman, you know? And he, of course, played along with it. And Mac almost won the Heisman, the Alabama Mac, not the Baylor and my good friend Mac. And he, he, maybe looking back, maybe you should have. I don't know. Devontae Smith was really good. But the point being, and I, I think you you heard this through, you know, from everybody uh, throughout that studied Alabama. I, I The one thing that really through the draft process that you're not – from my perspective that I, that I don't get a chance to do is to kind of sit down with these guys, go up to the whiteboard myself and kind of throw them topics or, you know, listen to them talk ball in some sense. And, you know, the teams get a chance to do that with scouts and personnel and all that kind of stuff. But that really was, I think one of his, um, I think it, it is, it is his elite trait because it's not his arm. It's not his feet, but his mind is at a whole different level. And when you think about the value of coaching, Mac Jones played his high school ball at a place called the Bowl School, and I know it very right. well. He played for Jacksonville, guy, Florida. Yeah, 
Knoxville, Florida. He played for a guy by the name of Corky Rogers. He, he's arguably, arguably one of the top 10 high school coaches that's ever coached. He's, he's phenomenal. Uh, and a phenomenal guy and a phenomenal story. And hard on his quarterbacks. Very hard. And Mac learned a lot playing for Corky, I would imagine. He then went and played for Nick Saban. Um, uh, we know Nick Saban. Sure. Tough on his quarterbacks. He had Steve Sarkeesian as offensive coordinator. He had Mike Loxley before that. You know, he's had great coaching. And now all of a sudden he goes up to New England. He's got Josh McDaniels and he's got uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, you can't have a better coaching situation than Mac Jones has had. You throw that in there with his confidence. You throw that in there with his understanding, his understanding of the game. And you've got a guy that understands at an elite level what's going on out on a field. Now, does that mean it's going to translate all the time? No, because what Mac doesn't have, he doesn't have elite scramble ability. He doesn't have the ability to get out of the pocket and do a bunch of things out of the pocket. Although he's not a tree slop. He is not a guy um, that you can just say, okay, he's not going to run. He's not Philip Rivers. You know, Philip yeah. got in the pocket and, you know, Philip ever escaped it. It was, you know, you could time with a sundial, you know, the same with, with Tom Brady. They would get out of the pocket and do some things like Tom did the other night, but it was so infrequent. But, you know, Mac's a decent athlete, but he's not, he's not going to scare you like Cam from that perspective. He's not going to scare you like Josh Allen, like we saw last week from that perspective. But what Mac is going to do, and I think a great example of this, I did a Telstrator on this uh, earlier today, and you'll see it on Sunday at KPRC game day. The way that he processes and how fast he processes, you know, that was even something we could see at the senior bowl. You could just see him kind of going through reads and such and seeing it up close, like, whoa, wow. How did he get to that receiver? How did he make that particular? How do you know that guy was open? How do you know? And then you watch him with the Patriots, and he has a touchdown throw to Hunter Henry. And it's like the, the Henry made an adjustment on the play, and didn't matter because Mac checked one side. He then checked the second. Then he went to Henry, and Henry was his third, his third option. He hits Henry for a touchdown and gave them the lead. And he just looks so calm doing it. And I think that's what Mac Jones is bringing to that offense, a sense of calm. He's under yeah. control. Um, and I hope that it goes back to the Saints game when he threw three interceptions, not the game against the Bucks when he completed 19 passes in a row. Yeah, if he's processing information the way he, he did it the last game and what you're talking about, if he's, he's, he's yep. the good Mac Jones and that, yep. like that's going to be good for any offense that you're in, in in the NFL, but that's especially perfect. And you're perfectly suited for that offense that they're running yep. up there. You know, the, 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 the decision-making and whatnot yep. there. So that's, it's interesting. It's also key that you bring up that point about, Hey, he's probably played for, you know, you can argue the best NFL coach ever and the best college coach ever. And he's yep. done that consecutively. That's pretty amazing. And I mean, I can't speak to the high school guy, but you're, clearly high on him and know oh, yeah. a lot about him and he's uh he's gone you know kind of in in stepping stones to these guys that's pretty yep. pretty amazing you, you got to think you absorb quite a bit so what are some keys texans wise defensively that they can do to kind of rattle them because one thing that i i did like about what i saw in buffalo you look at 40 to nothing and you think well psh- yeah. Your offense, Disaster, clearly, yeah. your offense clearly didn't do anything. And, oh, you gave up 40, so your defense must have sucked. Yeah. I don't think you can say that about – No. About that. De- I mean, five turnovers. So, that means you're probably at a disadvantage field position-wise in a lot of those, and you were. Yep. But they got the ball loose. It didn't pop their way. But, again, 
they got the ball loose and that is going to pay off. It's going to happen. The balls are going to bounce your way at some point. I know you can't predict that because it's, you know, the oblong ball and yep. got points on each end, but you got to think law of averages is going to come back to you. And it's something that Lovey's preached. It's uh, something that clearly has been the strength of this defense is getting the ball out. And, and until this weekend, they were above water. And when it comes to turnover differential, but what, what are two things Texans got to do defensively to make this a victory? Well, I think the first thing, you know, we talk about Mac, I, I've still, even at that point, you still got to try and challenge him with, with some different things. Um, and, and that doesn't always mean the blitz. I think one thing, especially watching a lot of college football um, this year, and I always watch a lot of college football, but yeah. I have seen a lot of college football teams. They're still bringing what you call sim pressures or creepers in which you show one look and then some guys come from the back. Whereas, uh, you know, other, other times you show a bunch of guys up front and then those guys drop. You know, you see a lot of that kind of stuff. And I think you might see some of that from the Texans. You know, they did some of that, um, you know, years past. You know, you'd see Zach Cunningham and Roger McKinney show. And then sometimes they drop. Sometimes they start to drop. And then one would rush. You know, different things. You just have to kind of keep mixed up. But in college football, one of the things that I've seen a lot of um, is rush three, drop eight. And what it's demanding of the college quarterbacks is you got eight guys in coverage. And you're like, dang it, how do I? How do I stick this ball into a really tight spot? And that's one thing that quarterbacks don't really want to do. They don't want to have to try and throw it into like a two by two square. You know, they want their guy to be in man coverage or, you know, they want one less guy clogging it up. Well, when you're rushing three and dropping eight, then there's, an, there's not a lot of opportunity to find anything other than your checkdowns. You're saying, Hey, take the check down and we'll come up and rally up and tackle. Now with lovey, I wouldn't imagine they'll, they'll drop eight. But they'll drop seven a decent amount of time, and those guys are going to keep heads on swivels. Yeah, he loves those four up front trying yep. to win, get one and of them I, to win one on one. Yeah, and I and I don't mind because they are winning. Those guys yeah. are winning up up front. They are getting some some wins up there now. It has to happen probably a little bit quicker, but they are getting to the quarterback with with some of that uh, four man rush. But when those seven guys drop, they've got to be active. They can't just be staring at the quarterback. They've got to continue to. All right, where's this receiver? headed where's this guy okay I know this is where my spot I'm supposed to drop in the zone but I've really got to keep my head on a swivel for what's happening behind me I can't get high load I got to make sure I take away the high if I give the low I can rally up and make a tackle um, and I think you know the way that Lovey calls his defense and, and plays his defense it just it demands of you to be smart fast and a good tackler and I don't want to say that's not asking a whole lot it's, it's not so if you're that, if you can be smart and, and making sure that you're getting to your drop point and then you're eyeing the receivers that could get there, the linebackers got to do a better job of this. Christian does a decent job of it and almost came up with a pick last week and he timed his, his leap a little bit better. But get to your drop point, locate the receivers, and again, it is a rookie, so he hasn't seen everything. Maybe you can bait him into throwing you one. And maybe after he throws you one, maybe his confidence is shaken. Maybe he throws you a second one. And all of a sudden, he starts thinking about that Saints game that's in his head. And maybe an avalanche comes at that point. If you, like get, an opportunity, if you get an opportunity to get back there to bruise him up and beat him up a little bit, that's fine. Now, he's going to get rid of the football. He will get rid of the football. And that's where you might need to take advantage of it. Hey, he's trying to get rid of one because he knows he's getting pressure. And somebody steps in front, takes it to the house. I mean, that, 
that kind of game-changing play could end up being a really big deal for this team this week. You could use a, an avalanche like you had in week one because you went from being atop the table turnover differential to now you're tied for 18th, basically. And I yep. sent an email to uh, you and DP and um, Mark. It's kind of like dork thing I do every year, but uh, <laughs> on a weekly basis, I kind of try where is, the Texans are. It is appreciated, though. Thanks, I hope yeah. you know that. It is well appreciated, bro. But the Texans are now minus one on the season in turnover differential because they got, I mean, it, then an avalanche go against them last yeah. last Sunday in Buffalo. So now they're tied for 18th. They're one ahead of, however, the Patriots. So they're minus one on the season. New England is minus two. So, hey, keep the mojo working. Keep slapping the ball loose when you're on defense and maybe come yep. up with a pick or two, and you can, uh, you can do good things against this quarterback. You know, it's interesting team. you say that. It's interesting you say that, Drew, about continuing to do that. Those two fumbles. Now, Josh Allen fumbled it once. He got it back on a, on a snap exchange. Yeah. But both times the ball came out in the second half, both Desmond King and Terrence Mitchell purposely punched it out. Yes. They punched out that. I mean, that's a technique that they're using. They've learned and they're using, and it's really coming to fruition. Sure. And unfortunately, on one of those, Malik Collins going over to hustle and the tackle kicked the ball, and he kicked mm -hmm. it right back into the, the body of a Bills player. That happens. But it's not as if the Bills guy just running and, you know, took a, you know, a tackle and fumbled it. No, these guys are purposely going in and punching it out and having uh, some pretty good reward by getting the ball out. It's just a matter of now can you get on one or two of those and kind of flip it and go in the other direction. But, you know, the thing about, you know, talk, talk about Mac Jones and this offense, the one thing that this offense really can't do, Drew, for the Patriots is run the ball effectively. They ran for, I think, minus one yard the other night. I mean, a minus one yard. I mean, our, our run game has been deplorable to watch. It's been awful. They had minus one yard with, you know, Damian Harris, who I think is a pretty good back in an offensive line that's pretty darn good. So, in all honesty, this one might come down to which team can actually do something on the ground and help out its rookie quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, Texans, uh, they need a boost there as far as running the football because, like you said, running backs have just not gotten the yardage. You know, they're under three yards of carry. And um, you know, they've talked about wanting this to be the identity of the team on offense is being able to run yep. the ball. And, you know, it's just gone – down week by week since week one all right well we're gonna go down now because we're done and we'll be back next week hopefully talking about a texans win and hopefully also return of tyrod taylor possibly keep those fingers crossed and we will talk with you again very very soon this has been in the lab